You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind the scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. I thought it would be fun in today's mini so to just do a random Q&A because I know a lot of you guys were just saying you want mini sods to get your mind off of things and you guys sent in some some questions on Instagram. Actually, I took a screenshot and I guess I took a screenshot right at 11:11. It says on the screenshot. So that's a good sign. So we're just going to do a rapid fire random Q&A of questions sent in on Instagram. If you have questions you want me to answer on a podcast in the future for a Q&A, just send them in on Instagram. You can email them to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. Submit them on my website. I love answering questions. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna hop into it. First up, Michelle asked, which chocolate is the best chocolate? Oh, this is like kind of hard, but kind of not. I have a few favorite chocolates, but if I'm just talking regular chocolate, Coca-Cow is the best. It is the best. It is this lush, glorious block of chocolate. It's so delicious. Not too sweet, but nice and sweet and really simple ingredients. Four ingredients. This stuff is amazing. You can order it online at cococao.com. And the owners are the sweetest humans in the world. I love them. But this chocolate, the first time I tried it, I was just blown away. I love I love the classic. I love the mint. I love the the hazelnuts and sea salt. So, so good. And in second place, I would say Cora Cow chocolate, which is C-O-R-A-C-A-O. And I love that. I mean, they have so many different options and you can even make a chocolate box, which my future Valentine, please send me a box of chocolates. I've always wanted a box of healthy chocolates. That dream has not been realized yet. Someone tell my boyfriend. They're sweetened with coconut sugar and cocoa cow is sweetened just with coconut nectar. So super clean, so delicious. Those are probably my two favorite sweetened chocolates. And then we move into the unsweetened options. Actually, I'm going to say third place. Hugh Kitchen chocolate is really good. I like the vanilla, the vanilla bean one, but I feel like it's also kind of commercial. And then if we move into the technically sugar-free chocolates. I love the good chocolate. I get this at Erewhon and also at Catava in San Francisco, and it might be in some other places, but you can look online at thegoodchocolate.com. And this is sweetened with erythritol and stevia. I have no gut issues with this though, and I just think it tastes so good. 
uh, I don't know why this, I do so well with this chocolate. I love it. I really like the mint one. So I really like that chocolate. And then I also love addictive wellness chocolate. They have a bunch of different flavor options. And to be quite honest, I kind of feel like they all taste the same, but I really like their chocolate. It's sweetened with xylitol and stevia and lacuma, some other natural things. So those chocolates are technically sugar-free, but they're not sweetener-free. And xylitol, erythritol, stevia can cause gut issues for some people. And in certain products, they definitely cause me issues, but I have learned to figure out which products it doesn't cause me issues in. And those ones I personally do really well with, and I think they taste really good. So love those. And then if we move into the unsweetened chocolates, my all-time favorite unsweetened 100% dark chocolate bar, which just so you know, I this is my favorite kind of chocolate, 100%. 100% dark. Go dark or go home. My favorite is the Buddha chocolate, their, their ceremony bar. It tastes like it's sweetened. It is so good. I also really love Ritual chocolate. Their 100% dark is excellent. And this brand, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's M-A-R-O-U. Really delicious. And I mean, the Trader Joe's Montezuma Absolute Black is honestly really good and pretty cheap. So I love all of those. And I also wanted to give a special shout out to this one that I found at Lazy Acres once and I haven't seen it anywhere else, but it's by this company called Elements Truffles and it's called their Ayurveda inspired chocolate. This stuff is so good and it's just sweetened with honey. And sometimes chocolates sweetened with honey taste too much like honey. These do not. They're so delicious and so smooth. I love the sea salt and turmeric one and the peppermint and lavender bar. So delicious. If you ever find those, highly recommend. I have tried so many chocolate bars. Anytime I find a bar that's 100% cacao, I always buy it and try it. I am such a chocolate snob. And there are a lot of really good ones, but those are some faves I wanted to uh, give a shout out to. I just spent five minutes talking about chocolate please excuse me. Okay. Favorite fruit. Hmm. Excellent question. I mean, this is controversial, but if you consider coconut a fruit, I would say that. Outside of that, I would say raspberries and blueberries are my favorite. I'm going to go with that. April Fool's Day stories. This is a good one. So growing up, I was really into April Fool's Day and my sister, what you have to understand, look, my sister and I, we get along great now, but growing up, it was like slight tension and <laughs> I would always pick on her. I would always pick on her. She's, she's five years older than me. I would kind of always pick on her though. <laughs> I think some of her, I think some of her coworkers listen to my show. It's fine. But I would always do mean things to her on April Fool's Day and she's super gullible. She's so gullible. She's the funniest person to pull pranks on. She gets so upset and it's just, it's really easy for her to fall for things. And I was, I was like, you know, a very manipulative child. So it was just a recipe for disaster. I was looking for trouble when I was younger and I wanted to get a rise out of her. And I did. And so every year, my best friend and I would would do something to her. But I think the best year was, okay, well, first of all, this is so, I can't even believe this. I don't even know if she knows this, but we froze dead spiders in ice cubes. 
please don't ask me. Please don't ask me. He froze dead spiders and ice cubes and then made her a drink with them. And I honestly don't think she ever even noticed. And then what I did that night was it was like thing after thing and she was getting really upset. And then that, that night, well, actually it was during the day, but my sister would always wear the same pajamas and some of the same clothes, like lounge clothes. And she would just throw them on the floor or on her chair instead of putting them away. And it's the same clothes. So I knew what she was going to wear. So I sewed the arm, like the armholes of her shirt and the bottom of her pants closed so that she would go to put them on, but not be able to put her arms through or her legs. through. <laughs> oh my God. So I did that. And then I put her clothes like back in the pile on her floor on her chair and then I swapped out all of her drawers so you know I could like take them out and move them into a new position so it looks normal and then I put salt all over her toothbrush so that night when she was getting ready after her spider ice cubes she went to go get ready for bed and tries to put on her pajamas and can't, can't get her arms through the holes or or her legs through them and she just started screaming Christina she was so pissed and then she like tried to pin me down she would always try and like hurt me physically like in a joking way you know like roughhousing but it didn't affect me at all and I would just stand there like you're not this is not hurting me but nice try. And she would get so upset because I would just be laughing. And then my mom saw what I did and she thought it was hilarious. And so she was laughing and my sister was getting even more upset. And so she throws this whole tantrum. She gets upset and then goes to go into her drawers to get new pajamas where they're not sewed closed. And then she realizes that all of her drawers, she can't find anything because they're all out of order. And she just got so upset and then threw another tantrum and then went to go brush her teeth. And yeah, so it was quite a night and that's probably my favorite April Fool's. And then there was the one year when we saran wrapped all the toilets in the house and my dad peed and like it rebounded off and he literally like didn't even notice. (laughs) Oh my God, I love April Fool's. My sister tried to get me back after that by... Flipping my computer screen, like, how do I explain this? Obviously not the physical screen, but like the, like digitally, she just flipped it upside down, which I just flipped it back right side over. And then she turned my mattress around, like just rotated it and thought that would bother me. And I honestly didn't even notice, didn't even notice. And then she was like, did you notice anything about your bed? And I was like, nope, slept in it. And she just got very upset. So I hope that entertains you. I don't pull pranks anymore, though. I've I've grown out of it. I'm I'm a real adult. Just so you know. Let's see how to make time for a social dating life when you're really busy with PhD school. You know, I've never been in PhD school, so I'm probably not super qualified to answer that. But I have been in situations where schooling feels rigorous, and I know it can be really hard to balance your social life, dating life, and I think sometimes it just Partially understanding that there are seasons of life where you can't be as social, you know, like there are just seasons of of life where that's going to happen. You kind of have to pull up for a bit, but then know that when you come back out of hermitude that you can be more social at that time. But I think whenever my life 
feels like that where I'm just like, there's no time to be social. I just go out of my way to schedule social time. And I would say like at least once a week, you know, making sure that you have something scheduled Friday and Saturday night and you can time cap it, time limit it. It's just like making an appointment, but I think it really is important to have at least a little social time. Otherwise you'll go crazy and build it into your schedule and like have a time cap and you'll figure out what's manageable for you. But I think I know when I was in school and I felt like it was just really rigorous or the mid times with work where I just feel like I'm working, working, working. I don't have any time. I have to just take a step back and be like, I'm scheduling this in like a doctor's appointment to be social and hang out with people. And I'm going to block off Friday night from 6 p.m. on. I could totally do that. And maybe the same thing Saturday or maybe it's two hours on Saturday at a different time. But I think just time blocking it out the same way you would anything else is probably your best bet. Someone said, getting started with Reiki. I know what it is, but how do I do it? Where do I start? Okay, well, so like to do it, you have to be certified as a Reiki practitioner. So you could look into ways to get certified in your area, different workshops. So you would want to be certified and then you can act as a Reiki practitioner. If you mean, how do I do it? You just go see a Reiki practitioner, like if you just want to receive it. So you can Yelp somebody in your area or get distance Reiki. And that's pretty much it. What to take for hair, skin, and nails. I would say make sure you're eating plenty of high quality protein. And I think the best thing is honestly collagen. I notice a huge difference when I am taking collagen and also fish oil, making sure I'm getting enough omega-3s is huge for that. Candida diet and Christina approved Candida diet treats. Candida diet. I have a whole post on this in the membership section of my website. I share like the exact candida protocol and candida diet that I use myself and have used with clients in the past. So that's a really great thing to check out. But in short, with candida diet, you usually want to go lower in carbohydrates, but you don't always want to go ketogenic because ketones can feed the candida. And this is pretty individual too, because if something is stressing someone out a lot, then they actually might tolerate higher carbs, but usually it's a low carb diet. And usually I just say, usually I recommend eliminating the starches and the fruits and eating non-starchy vegetables, plenty of healthy protein sources and plenty of healthy fats and really focusing on that. Most people, if they aren't already in ketosis, will have killed off the candida by the time that they enter into ketosis. So it's not always an issue. But I would just make sure your diet is focused more on protein and healthy fats while you're healing and um, not on the carbohydrates. And you, it's super important to eliminate for sure all the sugar and processed foods and fermented foods as well. The yeast. So that's kind of just like the overview. And Candida diet treats. This is why I made my ebooks, hashtag no sugar, no problems, because those are all completely sugar and sweetener free. So those are a great option if you're on the candida diet. And that's the kind of stuff that really saved me whenever I wanted a dessert. I would just make a sugar-free dessert. I also have a ton of sugar-free desserts on my website. And when I say sugar-free, you guys, it's not that I used stevia. It's like there's no sweetener. And so it's about just using natural flavors to make something that tastes sweet. And they're really, really good. Like, what what am I thinking of? The Samoas, the cookie dough bars, the pumpkin cookies. 
the lemon loaf. There are so many delicious desserts in those ebooks, and I would highly, highly recommend. And then on my blog, you can just search sugar-free dessert, like the sugar-free pumpkin bars. Mm, those are those are fire. If you're not doing pumpkin, then I feel like my sugar-free vanilla coconut collagen cookies are such a classic. So those are some of my favorite, but I've got plenty of options. What's my take on frozen avocados? I'm into it. I have found that it works for me like 85% of the time. So I'll freeze them and they're usually fine when I take them out, but there have been a few I've lost. I, I won't lie. A few I've lost, but usually, you know, if you think your avocado is going to go bad, just freeze it and it's usually safe. Like it's, you just wash it and it's fine. Um, or if you meant like freezing avocado chunks, I'm really down for that <laughs> for smoothies. I've seen in some stores, they sell frozen avocado chunks, but they put other additives in there like citric acid. Just buy your own avocados and free freeze them. They're great for smoothies to make them thick. Any plans for the summer? Someone asked. Traveling goals. Well, I'm going to Bali. I'm planning on going to Bali for about half a month, like two weeks. My One of my best friends is getting married. So I t- turned it into a big trip and I'm going on a one week long solo retreat that I'm super excited for. And then traveling to Abood and I'm going to spend some time there and then moving to the wedding location and that's my main trip this summer and it's taking up a big chunk of time so that's kind of the only place I'm planning on going and I'm super super excited and just really happy that my friend's getting married because they're such a great couple so I'm very very pumped for that let's see would you rather the elder wand the invisibility cloak or the resurrection stone great question definitely not the resurrection stone, I have no interest in bringing dead people back. I feel like the elder wand is just too much power. So I would go with the invisibility cloak. For sure. If I could choose only one recipe to bake from my site. Oh my god. That's really hard. Either either it's it's gotta be the flourless pumpkin fudge brownies. Or the paleo chocolate chip cookies. They're so, so good. How to attract everyday miracles. Become magnetic. Become magnetic. Really work a lot on your self-worth. Make sure you are saying no to anything that doesn't serve you and does not feel like it's in alignment. The more you just live in alignment, the more miracles come your way. Drawing boundaries and saying no is a great way to just become magnetic to miracles and telling the universe that you're open to miracles is really important too. And I think overall, just increasing your frequency, increasing your vibration, living a very high vibration life, you just naturally start to attract in everyday miracles. And that, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. That's about who you're spending time with, the vibration you're around, the frequency you are around, the types of emotions you're feeling in your body constantly. I mean, love is the highest frequency. Love Love is where the miracles are at. Designing your day so that you're constantly feeling high vibe, high frequency, dancing to music that gets you in that vibration, surrounding yourself with the colors that give you that, the scents, the sounds, just living in alignment and really focusing on raising your vibes. And that comes down to the language you use, the people you hang out with, the content you consume. That combined with the self-worth inner work will make you attract all kinds of 
amazing everyday miracles. Okay, that's the last question I'm going to answer. There was some more, but we're going to wrap it up here. Hopefully this quick Q&A was entertaining for you. I love Q&As. I think this is so fun. Random stuff. I love random things. And I would love to hear your responses to any of these answers. Please tell me what your favorite April Fool's story is because I want to know that for sure. You can post it in the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. And don't forget, if you want more behind the scenes of the podcast and my life, my crazy self, then DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to my secret Instagram page. It's a private page. It's called Wellness Realness Crew. If you DM a screenshot of your rating and review to that account and request to follow it, I will then add you and you'll get to see all of my secret videos where I reveal juicy information. Okay, that's it for today's mini-sode. Hope you enjoyed it. Have an awesome rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time. Bye.